Welcome to the Bit Scoop with Coop. I'm your host, Coop. Big shout outs to everybody that's listening right now on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening to. Also, don't forget, if you want to see the video recording of this show, make sure you go to thebitscoopwithcoop.com where you can catch episodes from season one all the way now. Also, you can catch me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash thebitscoopwithcoop. Also on Instagram, IGTV, baby. You can catch me there at Big Scoop with Coop and on YouTube at The Big Scoop with Coop. All right, people, enough about me. Now, if you are a fan of Tyler Perry and the show The Oval, you're going to love this show. This episode right here, you have the guy that's playing Sam on Oval that's actually doing security for the White House. Ladies and gentlemen, Walter Fauntleroy. Now, Walter's career has been on fire. Like I said, he's doing The Oval with Tyler Perry, and he's been in a few other shows. And like I said, his career is going sky high. Make sure you keep up with him. So if you're a fan of The Oval, once again, sit back, relax, and enjoy this show. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Walter Fauntleroy. Mr. Walter Fauntleroy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you for having me. How's your day going so far? Man, it's been a blur, like the past few days, but I'm grateful, man. At the end of the day, I'm grateful for every experience, the ups and downs, all of it. It's making the experience what it is. So it's better than the alternative. Lying under the ground six feet deep. <laughs> That's so true. So true. But yeah, yeah, I'm in North Carolina. So right now it looked like it want to rain off and on. So um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So that's how it's going down. Um but right now, you know, like I said, Walter, like I told everybody, man, you're doing a lot in your career right now. And the, the crazy part is your career is nowhere close to being over. Yeah, so for the yeah. people that's just getting introduced to you for the first time, and I believe worldwide, nobody's getting introduced to you for the first time. But for the one or two people that are, <laughs> when did you first realize that you wanted to become an actor? Man, it started in the beginning. You know, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God, the same with God in the beginning. And that since, man, I've always been the actor, man. Um, I got a lot of butt whoopings for it. <laughs> but uh, I was always the creative, man. I was four years old, saw a show on TV. My dad was military, right? So we were living in Okinawa, Japan. We're at Kadena Air Force Base. I might have been in Naha at the time. Anyway, there was a kid program that was like Sesame Street, but it was military base. Mm -hmm. And I remember kids wearing the bleachers like we were in elementary school about to take pictures and they go around asking everybody their names. And they get to one kid, they say, what's your name? My name is Billy. My name is Chrissy. My name is Tim. And they get to one kid and he'd be a deer in the headlights. He wouldn't say anything. Scared, right? And I was like, man, even at four, I remember, man, I was like, man, if I ever get on that show, Man, I'm a, I'm gonna light it up, man. I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna talk, and I'm just gonna be like a little star on the show because I always wanted to be on TV, like be expressive, or, you know, in the theater. And so, uh, my dad finally got us on the show. Me and my brother, we're on the show. They're going around. What's your name? What's your name? What's your name? They get to my brother. What's your name? My name is Reggie. You know, are you happy to be here? Yeah. They get to me. What's your name? <laughs> I froze up, man. I can't even lie. Look, that haunted me for years. I mean, like, I, I played Tiny Tim in the second grade, and I was scared then. I, it, it just kept haunting me, right? I had to get the monkey off my back, and uh looked like looked like I'm getting it off a little bit. <laughs> Man, that's what's so, you know, that always remind me of, like, for me, I say, if I ever go on a family feud, there's no way I'm going to lose that. 
You, yeah. you ask Steve asking these questions. You got twenty right. seconds. I yeah. can build him. But why yeah. is he was like right. name a purple name name a purple plant? Uh, right. Ass. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. how it is. I, I feel you on that. I yeah, feel you. Yeah. Yes, sir. Now, yeah. now, Walter, did you have any um, mentors to help you out when you first started up oh, to now? Yeah. Oh, heck yeah, man. I'm so grateful for my best friend, mentor, Akeem Babatunde. Uh, he's the brother of Oba Babatunde, you know, mm -hmm. from life and Dorothy Dandridge. See, he was original CC and Dream Girls on Broadway. I had wonderful mentors and those guys, uh, Elaine Graham. Lilius White gave me, gave me some wonderful advice. Uh, Doc Gibbs, a great, uh, late, great uh, drummer, uh, was a wonderful mentor for me, even when I was out here in Los Angeles. I, 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 I'm constantly looking to, the, to my predecessors, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, the Negro Ensemble Theater, the Trinity Rep, these things, for me, coming up as, as, a, as an actor was kind of like uh, the Harlem Renaissance for someone maybe in their day, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I take a lot of pride and, uh, and, and esteem of what they came out of. Mm -hmm. That was uh, what was kind of indoctrinated into me when I first started. It's not about just getting up there and just dancing and look at me and there's a, there's, a, there's a craft and there's a spirit behind the craft that you know we have to take pride in and, and understand that it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, you're just a vessel for service. Mm -hmm. you know? So I see myself as a, a servant in the guest service industry you know, but I just happened to be called an actor, you know, but I did the same thing when I was working in a restaurant. I still served with pride and integrity and did it unto the Lord unto a sense, you know, it's like, I, I want to, I want to do it with pride and, and offer the best service I can for the guests or the customer that's coming out that have the experience with me because it's not a coincidence that we're having the experience, you know? That's so true. And I mean, the thing is, like I said, with your career, you're, you're showing what you're doing. You, you are being that person. You're actually, you call it a servant, and I get that. But you yeah. know what? You're you're helping out a whole lot, even though it's the same thing. You're yeah. helping out a whole lot of people because when they come home, they turn on their television or they turn on their streaming device. There you go right there. And it's not right. just the Oval because you've done more things just the Oval. But right. we'll talk about that in a minute. So okay. I want to, yeah, and I want to thank you ahead of time, Walter, for everything that you have done ahead of time in your thank career you. and the more that you have coming on also. Oh, I receive it all, man. Thank you. <laughs> yes, yes. Now, Walter, what type of hurdles did you go through from the beginning of your career? We heard about you standing up and you went shell shock or the deer in the headlights. But yeah. after that, what type of hurdles did you get go through to get to where you at now? Man, I, I would say to anyone out there, like, like the, the biggest hurdle for me was myself. <laughs> I think that's the biggest hurdle for all of us, right? Um I was, I, I think energy flows where attention goes in a sense. Like if I, if you focus on the obstacle, if I say I'm going to Paris, I, I, I make the plans for Paris. I, I, I save up the money. I, I make sure I get the ticket in advance. I know where I'm staying. You know, I'm, I'm probably taking in the sights that I'm going to see. But by the time I get there, you know, I get on the plane. And once we take flight, guess what? Guess where I'm landing? Paris. Paris. Unless something unforeseeable happens. I can't change my mind. I can't do something else until I land. I have to land and then I can make another plan. If I get scared and decide I want to do something else, I, I can I can do that, but I can't really make another plan until I land. And, and, and I was just determined to just see the end. Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't worried about the obstacles and because I knew that 
like being a military kid growing up, we moved every three years. And every three years I would say, well, when I get here, I'm gonna be like this. I'll try to be different because I was one of the truancy kids. I was getting in trouble. I got suspended in the first grade for assault on a teacher. I got kicked out in the seventh, in the 12th grade for assault on the teacher. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I've been arrested a number of times I'm not proud of. Um, um, I, I got a record that's been expunged. You know, uh, I mean, I just was, I, I wasn't a bad kid, but I was, I was affected by my environment. You understand what I'm saying? Right. And I didn't understand then that, you know, as within, so without in a sense. So I was basically flowing in the direction of what it was going on in here. Right. Mm -hmm. but it's like, almost like when I started to change it, then I saw a shift and then it was like the compare and contrast. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. If I continue in this way, let me see what happens. You know, and then you start to see that effect and you realize, oh, wait a minute, it's me. I'm doing yeah. it. I'm blocking it. I'm making it happen or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I think, like I said, the biggest obstacle a lot of times is ourselves. Once you get up to the top of the ladder and get ready to jump off the high dive, even if you get scared, you know, most of us, I know I wouldn't come back down. I wouldn't go back down. Most of us, mm -hmm. because of just for shame or embarrassment or pressure, will leap. And yeah. I think most people, if you just leap, into whatever you're called, not something that you're just trying to do to be seen, but something that you're called to. You might be a doctor, a lawyer, actor, whatever. Mm -hmm. If you leap in that direction of your calling, somehow you'll develop the wings on the way down. Whoo, that's deep. That's yeah. deep. Ladies and gentlemen, it's watching worldwide right now. I have to tell you what Walter just said. Basically, don't be a product of your environment. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You can always, even if you have a good environment, you can always be better. If you got to go for something, Go for it. Don't say, well, look at where I live at. Look at what I've done. Look at my past. Yeah. You can actually change anything you want in your life if you put your heart and your mind into it. If you yep. do it, I guarantee you. And stop me if I'm wrong, Walter. There's a lot of people that's had bad experiences in their previous life that's doing great right now. In right. Their life. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I think, you know, you just have to make a decision for yourself because even before I got into acting, man, I started going in a path, like I, I didn't even have the experience in. I just, I just had a desire. Like I was, I was, um, I was trying to be in junior college. I knew school wasn't for me, you know, but I was like lifting packages off of trucks and, and packing trucks and stuff like that. And I was like, man, this is too much, man. I saw the girls getting the good jobs at the school. We lifting and stuff, you know, I had more muscles then, but I'm like, this is too much. I want, I want to work smarter, not harder, right? I need a job indoors like the girls. So finally, I got a job indoors like the girls, you know, uh, but it wasn't through school. Then after I got a job indoors, I was like, man, I want to I want to learn about computers and stuff like that. And somehow life opened up for computers. And then I got into being a, a, a you know, a systems analyst and a network administrator for, for GTE. And uh, I went through the whole Y2K, Pac Bell merger and all that, you know, when it became Verizon, um, Y2K scare when everyone up was, was up in arms about everything technology i went through all that so i was a network administrator about eight years had a great life man i was making about seventy thousand dollars like 20 years ago Good you know what I'm saying? So, i mean i worked eight days off i had six i mean we're eight days on six days off but that was salary but so it was like part-time hours me and like we didn't work all our shifts you know last normally the last day i take off the guy covered me on his last day i cover him so on average, I might have worked like 28 to 32 hours. It was a great life, man. I'm telling you, people were envious. I had a house. We had a house. We had everything. I had a side business doing personal training and stuff like that. Things were cool. But what was happening was I was looking to my kids. I had I had three sons, but at the time I had two. 
And I would always play with them and be like, man, where you going? Where, where, where we, where, where we going to be? What we want to be when we grow up? Where, where you going to college? And they'll be punch playing, fighting them with them, knocking them down, and they fall down laughing. But after a while, man, it started to resonate with me like a song or something. You know, maybe I didn't like it at first, but after about 30 days of hearing it, like I'm, it's resonating with me. And wow. I started to feel like a hypocrite with my kids, man, because I'm like encouraging them to be what they want to be. But even though my life was secure and safe and it seemed like I had it made, I was envy of my family and my friends, even then, it was like, man, I, I feel like a liar. <laughs> no, I you know get it. And I already got regret. And, you know, I don't want you guys to be wannabes because where I come from, wannabes weren't cool. I want you guys to be gonna-bees. Mm. And a gonna-be is, is, much, is much more focused on where you're going. And so uh, I said, something inside of me say, well, you got to step out of the boat. You're going to have to, you can't just tell them you're going to have to do it. That means yep. leaving everything, leave the job and everything. And, and it, it's scary. Yeah. But, and I struggled with it for about two or three months, you know, seeking within praying, fig, trying to figure it out. And it just came down to a leap of faith. You know what I'm saying? And it was just like, give up everything for everything. It's just like, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I started to realize very early that that the treasure wasn't in the things outside of me. The treasure was the thing. That's me. so true. You that know, is so true. Others, you know what I'm saying? So Jeez. I just had to, I just had to, you know, you know, you know, kind of, you know, go on a little tangent about that, you know. No, no I'm home. It's very important. No, I'm glad you did, Walter, because see, I think a lot of people around the world, they're going through the same thing. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? They got people looking up to them and they're telling them. Hey, go do whatever you want to do. Be what you want to be in your life. Yeah. And they're sitting down like, woe is me. Mm -hmm. They're not, they're not practicing what they preach. That's right. And, yeah. and, and look at you. Like I said, you're a prime example from yeah. your past life to what you changed up to now. You're showing everybody it can be done. Most you just have to get up and do it. That's, That's right. all. But you know, people are scared of that leap. That's the problem. People yeah. are really scared of that leap. But yeah. look at you. You leap from Y2K to being head of security in the White House. <laughs> you know it. What? What God? Thank you, Jesus, Lord. Thank that's you. what I'm talking yeah. about. Now, that's yeah. what I'm, we're going to talk about that now because, um, you know, we, we know you as Walter. We don't even want to talk to Walter right now. We want to talk to Sam real quick. Oh, yeah. Most so, definitely. So put Sam yeah. on. So, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Oval, I think what? We're, we're at current season, season four, correct? That's yeah, season four. Mm -hmm. Yep. Now, how excited were you when you actually received the role of Sam on O? Man, I was a stat. Listen, I'm, I'm gonna say this real quick. I'm gonna try to make this quick. Mm -hmm. Tyler cast me in Medea Farewell Tour. Listen, I come about the end of at the end of uh 2018, around Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. I had an epiphany. I was kind of discouraged, right? Because I had a goal for myself and I was way off the mark. And, uh, and the end of the year was coming. <laughs> and so uh, I got this open call audition for the Madea Farewell Tour. And I was like, man, you know, so my, my agent was like, you know, you should submit. And, you know, try. I was like, what's well, an open call? You know, it's a needle in a haystack. But OK, I'm not a singer. You know, I don't do I've done musicals and stuff like that, but I'm not a singer. Right. He mm -hmm. has angers in his show. And yeah. so my deal was like, well, there's an acting portion. If I do well on the acting portion, maybe he, he'll at least notice the acting. And even if I don't get the part, he'll, you know, see something, a spark or anything, right? Mm -hmm. Beacon of light. So I submitted it, thought it was going to be something and then nothing. Two weeks later, man, like, like around Thanksgiving, let me go back. 
around Thanksgiving, I said, I told, I called my manager and, and told my wife, I said, listen, I had an epiphany because I was discouraged, but a light came in the darkness. I was like, okay, uh, 2018, everything up to now has been a foundational, but come 2019, we're going to start to fly and come 2020, we're really going to start to soar. Now, this is before I even knew about the audition or any of this, right? This is around Thanksgiving. So right after I got the audition. Two weeks later, man, I kid you not, I'm a discouragement. I'm like, what in the heck? What did I do? I done come out here, Lord, you done let me in the wilderness to die, all this crazy stuff. Because I didn't have any money in the bank. Mm -hmm. I had done some wonderful things that year. I think I did two episodes of Grey's Anatomy. I was on Insecure. I did a feature film. I did a, uh, I did another show. Uh, and like, I, I, I had a great year, you know, in terms of working, <laughs> uh, a good year, but it, no money. And I was like, what am I going to do for Christmas, man? I think I had maybe $700 in the bank. Man, that's, I got rent to pay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, I just stayed in faith because it was almost like, well, you know, I got, I got, I got, I remember my, 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 my goal at the beginning of the year and hey, I got still 15 days. You can do anything. And so it was kind of that, man, but it was discouragement. So I got, but I found out Wednesday around the 15th, 16th of December that I booked my dear farewell tour. I immediately came home. They wanted to cast me in a, 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 a fall from grace with uh, Brisha Webb, Crystal Fox, Cicely Tyson, Ms. Felicia Rashad. Um, I go in, book that. So I'm immediately back in Atlanta. We filmed that right before Christmas in five days. We shoot that. I sit in the makeup chair. They say, baby, how many days we got you for? I say, oh no, I'm, I'm just here this week, uh, about three days. Like, well, we all here this week, but uh, how many days? <laughs> I'm like three days. Cause we shooting in five. I said, like, we shooting this in five days. We trying to get out of here before Christmas. And so we ended up doing it. But then I did the Madea Farewell Tour. And then right from the Madea Farewell Tour, while we were on the road, Tyler told me, he said, hey, man, I got something that I, that I, that I, that I, that I want you for. I'm going to take you with me. And he told me from the beginning, man, what he was going to do for me. And he did it. You know, and I'm grateful. It, I think what it was, I think on many levels, I think he, since he was unfamiliar with me, I think some of it was, you know, gauging, trying to read and figure out, you know, who this guy is, Walter Fauntleroy, you know what I'm saying? And, and and can he handle this? You know what I'm saying? There's so much we're throwing at him. I don't I don't know if that's the case, but there seems like there was some little tests that I had to kind of go through to get it too. But I'm, I'm grateful, man. I'm grateful completely for it. That's crazy because, you know, there's a lot of fans of the Oval and I will tell you a funny story. Yeah. So when my wife found out that she was coming on the show. Yeah. The first thing she didn't say, congratulations. Yeah. She said, Ask Sam why he slept with the president's wife. Right, right. That don't make sense. Right. I know. I know. So, I know. <laughs> so, I know. so Sam, you, I'm not talking to Walter right now. I'm talking right. to Sam. Right. So Sam, you, um, season four, boy, you, you got into a lot of stuff. I don't keep it clean right now. I mean, yeah. a lot of stuff. You having a shootout yeah. <laughs> downstairs. Yeah. Oh, season three. Right. Yeah. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Season three. Yeah. 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 Had a shootout. Yeah. And also, you you also got the drama going on, trying to take care of the president's um, whole counter. Then you got your boss above you yeah. that's trying to figure out what the heck you doing and trying to keep up with you, man. How in the world are you surviving through this whole White House? I don't even want to call it a gimmick. This whole White House controversy. How you doing it, Sam? I think it's a lot of his training, the military training that 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 that, 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 that I've gotten. It's the training, the background, the poise. Um, but Sam, I, I'm unraveling in a sense. There's no mm -hmm. doubt about it. The pressure is mounting. 
And I think mainly because of what's happening with him personally, what's happening at home with Priscilla yep. and uh, the emotional aspects of that. There's a lot of backstories for that, you know, for that story. Uh, um, I know uh, Priscilla sees it one way. I see it another. Um, I know uh, we, we, you don't you don't get to 15 years and then just slip like that. You know, uh, I, I, I think that there's a, 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 a long history there and then everything kind of has a capacity. You know what I'm saying? And it's just a moment where this woman seemed to care more than you seem to care. You know, not just sexually. I mean, I can have a little conversation. I can feel a little desired. I mean, you don't speak to me. You speak at me most of the time. You know, you. I see you have conversations with other people. I see you seem to be, you know, uh, uh, engendered to other people and endeared to other people in that way. And with me, it's kind of like, you know, my mom or somebody barking at me or you know somebody that's not that doesn't feel loving all the time you know I think anything you know anybody would start to feel like you know unappreciated you know not that she is an excellent not the Sam is an excellent but we see this this is an everyday story right it's like okay people have uh, uh crossed the line for 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 less than what Sam has done you know um mm-hmm. But I, I completely understand Priscilla's point of view and the woman's point of view in that sense, because I just, you know, feel like, you know, when you're two people, you're supposed to be committed to each other. You know, uh, that's my way of wanting to go. You know what I'm saying? I but I do understand the difficulties in that sometimes because you can have two wonderful people, two excellent people that are very committed to a marriage or a relationship or a partnership. And that's hard enough. You know what I'm saying? And still, you know, that is it's that wrestling match sometimes, you know. So it's not to condemn anybody. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Sam, I will tell you this before I talk back to Walter again. Okay, okay. Better watch out. The president's wife crazy. I know you you laid up right now. Watch out. She already killed the son. <laughs> she she coming for you next, I believe. And before I say this, also before I talk to Walter. I, and I haven't talked to Tyler Perry, but I believe there's going to be a spinoff. Oh, Maybe. hey, listen, I, I received that. I received I'm, that. I'm, just, I'm calling it. It's, there's, a, there's, a few, there's a few people that started been saying this here lately, man. Yep. So, hey, listen, I'm not going to push against it. I, if, if that's the way it's going to be, then that's the way it's going to be. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. All right. I'm going to talk back to Walter now. So, <laughs> spinoff coming soon. I'm calling it right now. Tyler Perry, if you're watching this right now, you're welcome. All right, I know you got the idea in your head already, but I'm confirming what you're thinking, Tyler or Mr. Yeah. Perry, because that's what you got. People got to call him on set, Mr. Perry. <laughs> you're welcome. Go on and start this spinoff yeah. soon. That's what I'm talking about. Now, yeah. speaking of Tyler, you kind of talked on it a little bit. What yeah. is it like working with Tyler Perry now, present day? Tyler's an excellent dude, man. I said it from the beginning. I think that he's a, a, a we guy, you know, and I think in the same way, you know, like even like when I was telling you about my sons in the beginning, it wasn't about me, it was about we and the journey for all of us. And I think uh, Tyler's the same way. I think he cares about uh, seeing people that that aspire higher. I think he cares about trying to pave that, that path for them. Um, he's a, a very focused worker. Um, but he seems to be able to multitask. He's multidimensional. He seems to be able to see the, the entire spectrum of it and somehow be in it and outside of it and, and, and through it all at the same time. I, I don't know how it works because you see this machine 
flowing flawlessly in a sense, you know what I'm saying? And it moves quick, very quickly. Like a lot of times, man, we're doing scenes and we get there and we, we try to get together as much as we can, you know, but it's a very rushed process. And by the time we get on set, we don't really have a rehearsal. We just, you know, find out where our marks are. They setting up the, you know, the, the, the cameras and everything. And then he's like, okay, this is what we're doing. We're doing this. And then we're going to go to the other thing. And then we're doing, okay. Then we're doing, okay. Y'all ready? Let's go. And then it's like, that's it. and then you're shooting it. So a lot of times we're only doing it, honestly, man, with one take and we're moving on. We're doing the take and we're moving on. He doesn't sit around. You don't do three and three things. You don't talk through and break down, you know, what's your motivation and, you know, what's driving the scene. None of that. We, you know, we, he basically shoots whatever you present unless, you know, and that's what's going on the screen. And then we're just moving. He, he cares about the shot, but it's quick, very quick. God. So I learned that from the beginning. Good God. Yeah. Big shout outs. Big shout outs to Tyler Perry. Big shout outs to the whole cast and crew of Oval. I don't see how none of you all get sleep. Because right, right. It seems like as soon as you get off, you're back on set again doing yes, something yes. else, just like yes. that. Yes, Listen, we did. We did. Even last season, we shot 22 episodes mm -hmm. in eight days. Eight? eight days. I mean, it was like that last year. I think the I think the longest day season one I think was the longest, and we shot that I think yep. in 12 12 days. What? That was the longest. But we shoot it like in 10, 8, 8, something like that. That's what it's been. I think 12, 10, 8, and 8. Yes. I'm applauding all of y'all right now. Hey, we do pages. I'm like, man, but I'm grateful. But some days you will feel like, oh my God, where am I? <laughs> this is a personal message to Tyler. <laughs> Mr. Perry, you own the studio, man. Stop acting like you're getting paid. You're getting rushed by the hour. You're getting charged by the hour. This is your studio. Let the people breathe, man. Let them breathe. He's making, no. he making hand over fist, man. They got Marvel, all those things. You know, he's shooting. He, he, everybody down there shooting. Yeah, that's true. That's so, very true. Hey, he like, yeah. hey, listen, I got mine, but I got others coming in here, too. <laughs> you know. That's true. Okay. That's true. Yeah. Big shout outs. Big shout outs to Tyler Perry and the whole crew. Now, uh, Walter, do you have any other projects that's going on that you want the world to know about right now? Not right now, man. You know, like, there's some things that, like, I may have coming up, you know, working on. Um, okay. Uh, but everything, especially around this time of year and at the beginning of the year, like uh, around March, everything is kind of on hold with, with my with my people. You know, I do okay. audition all the time for things, and uh, sometimes things come up, and sometimes they you know conflict that we have to turn down. But okay. nothing, nothing, no, nothing major right now. But I do feel like things are brewing. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it is. Things are kind of cooking, and you know, I just keep going, and mm -hmm. you know, another opportunity to keep coming. You know what I'm saying? So I just stay in the game. Not a problem, not a problem. Now, Walter, what's the best way for everybody to follow you on social media so they can keep up with you so they can see what's going to come up next for you? All right, well, listen, I know I, I got to get a web page and all that good stuff, so I, that's coming. Mm -hmm. But uh, on, on Facebook, I'm just Walter Fauntleroy, just my name. And on uh, Instagram, it's probably where I'm more active, mm -hmm. uh, even though I'm not as active as I probably should be. But I'm known as Little Lord Font on, on Instagram. That's L-I-L Lord fine uh my um, like my last name and so nice. you find me there real easy okay ladies and gentlemen worldwide make sure you go follow him on social media you want to keep up with him on instagram on facebook the website will be coming soon don't go follow him right now because you're watching this interview right, after right. the interview make sure you go find him everywhere on social media That's make it. sure you keep up with him with the latest and greatest now walter what advice would you give any male or female that wants to become a successful actor or actress 
Well, first I would say, you know, I would ask, you know, why do we want to become an actor, right? And if the reason, I mean, whatever the reason is, if it, if it, if it pulls at your heartstring, right? I think mm -hmm. if, if you know that you wouldn't want to do anything else, like when I decided I was going to leave my career, you know, making what I was making at the time, I was happy to do it because I knew some people that were doing theater, regional theater. I, I was willing to leave my career for theater. You understand? So I loved it. I have, I always loved it. And, 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 and I had regrets from not doing the things that I loved. And so that's why I took my leap of faith. I think it has to be a love affair. I think it has to be something that you cannot live without. I think it has to be something like breathing your next breath. Mm. You have to love it and want it that much. Otherwise, you're just going to get discouraged. And you can't want it for the reasons that seem like the, the superficial, the things that are that 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 are that are transitory. You know, uh, you you have to want it for you, because I think the acting has helped me to define who I am, helped me to understand who I am clearer. And uh, I mean, I think anybody can have their reasons, right? Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, so you don't kind of, it's, it's a slippery slope. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like hanging out with the gangsters, the drug dealers, yeah. or, or just messing around with the guy or the girl you really don't like, but you need something to do. You know, so oftentimes, you know, when you're playing like that, you, you, you tend to have regret. So you want to just make sure you focus on the thing that really matters you in the art, you know, wow. the, the coming one. Wow. Marriage. That, that's that's deep, Walter. That's deep. Ladies and gentlemen worldwide, I hope you're taking these jewels that Walter's throwing out here. Put it towards your career. If you got a love for it, go for it. That's yeah, what I want to yeah. say about it. Yeah. Now, Walter, this is yeah. the last segment of the show, man. It's called Take the Floor. You have up to two minutes to say whatever you want. Walter Fauntleroy, take the floor. Hey, listen, man, I just want to say thank you to all y'all out there, man. I appreciate everything that you all give to in terms of being fans of the show, supporting me and, and my endeavors. Listen, I'm out here trying to find my way, just like you're probably trying to find your way in your life, you know, and I don't want you to feel as if like there's anything that's greater in me than is already in you. So when you see me, you should see yourself. If there's something in me that, that you see that makes you that it makes you want to aspire higher. That's the truth. Because it's something that's reflecting you in me. You see what I'm saying? And I want you to understand that whatever you believe in life for, whatever you're called for, you know, you can go in the direction of your calling now, but don't forsake your true path. Go that direction. Open those doors. And if those doors don't open, find other doors to open and, and keep knocking and banging. And eventually, whatever you need will be open unto you. But your dreams are important. What you believe in and what you want for your good is important. And never forget that. Go for it. Because at the end of the day, you're the treasure. Mm. You're the treasure. Mm. And your dreams matter. So let your light shine so that we can experience some of that, some of that brilliance. Wow. Wow. That's what's up, Walter. Jeez. Walter, man, I want to thank you for coming on the show and I'd love to have you back on in the future. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, man. I would love to be back, man. Yes, it's been, a, it's been, a, it's been a fun time with you, chopping it up with you. Hey, no doubt. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you stay tuned to the Bit Scoop with Coop because my next guest is... You know I don't never announce my next guest. You got to stay tuned, watch the social media, follow me, make sure you keep up with what I'm doing. 
Until the next time, people, on the Bit Scoop with Coop. Peace. Thank you, thank you.